This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 972. May your IELTS vocab notebook be fruitful. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. What should your vocabulary notebook look like? Should you have specific vocabulary organized by topic? What should you include with each word? We answer these questions and many more in today's episode. Listen in so you'll have all the details you need to expand your IELTS vocabulary. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Aubrey, what's going on in Arizona? Well, my kids are home for school again. We The cases <laughs> of COVID are really bad here, so they've school is now hybrid. So like half the kids are at school and on any given day. So they're at school two days, which is better than no days as far as six-year-olds at school. <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's, let's take uh, an excellent vocabulary word from the natural sentence that you just said, hybrid. That's an excellent adjective that can be used in a lot of different ways, right? Yeah, um, that's right. It, Kind of means just like a mix of two things, a melange of two things. Do we use melange in English or did I just pull that from French? (laughs) No, we do. We do do. do that in English. But since. How um, would you pronounce it in English? I feel like I didn't. (laughs) You're Frenchy. I would just say like melange, like basically the same, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, guys, I think it's inevitably if you find a word in English that is from French, it's gonna sound fancy. So I think that's like a good rule to remember that if you are learning a new vocabulary word and you're like, hmm, is this a seven or higher for IELTS? If it comes from French, it is a seven or higher because it's gonna sound interesting and fancy. Seriously, (laughs) that's exactly right. So use it, definitely. Borrow words from other languages, especially when we use them commonly in English like that. It is higher level because not everyone uses them. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. sure. Um, So guys, that is what we are talking about today is like, what should you be learning for vocabulary? How should you remember it? Well, like, how can we efficiently use our time to improve our vocabulary? So guys, that is the topic today because we had um, an awesome question from a, I believe this person is a student in Three Keys IELTS. It seems like it because they're talking about vocab notebooks. So Mm. let's get into it. Um, Aubrey, can you read that question, please? Yes. So our student asked, I can't tell what the name is, Piranut, maybe? Sure. That sounded French too. (laughs) Everything (laughs) I say, French accent. I can't help it. 
This asked, I have a question about vocabulary notebooks. If I want to add more new words, should I classify it on the different types such as education, business, or can I just write down meaning and example sentences without categorizing it? Very good question. I love it because this shows that the student is already putting in the work that he should or she, I'm not sure, sorry, but that they should um, to learn vocabulary. So yeah, like you have to be very intentional about learning vocabulary. You can't expect to just soak it up as if you were a native improving your language. You don't have time. I mean, think how long it takes us to have good vocabulary in years. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like talking to a 10-year-old who has been immersed in English for 10 years, their vocabulary isn't at a band nine for IELTS. So you no, can't. That's terrible. <laughs> right? That's <laughs> terrible. They would and never like, use melange. <laughs> I know, right? Totally. So like, guys, you have to be more active, more proactive, I should say, about learning vocab. So Let's take this, let's sort of pick this apart a little bit. First of all, Aubrey, what is a vocabulary notebook? Yeah, so we highly recommend you create this. This is a notebook where you are adding new vocabulary words that you learn, three to five a day. These can come from newspaper articles, blogs, um, podcasts that you listen to. Maybe you see in the transcripts new vocabulary. But you want to be smart about the words that you add. So we have a lot of strategies about what types of words you add and how exactly you do that because you don't want lists of words. Those will not help you. You don't want just lists of vocabulary. You need to be very strategic about writing the definition, writing it in an example sentence so that you have context and then using it immediately. Exactly. Um, There's no like easy way out of this, guys. Okay. Like, I mean, improving your vocabulary to a seven or higher where you are actually able to use native and natural terms from, you know, slang that we use with our friends in speaking part one to academic vocab that you only see in the New York Times, right? Like, if you're going to be able to use that range of language, it takes work. Okay. You cannot get someone else's list and memorize it. It's not going to help you. I mean, right. we, I, I, this, I just interviewed a student last week about this. The student from Japan saying how the first time he prepared for IELTS, he, uh, no, not Japan. Sorry. Yes. Japan. Anyway, he got a book, memorized a bunch of vocab and grammar and ended up getting 4.5 and 5, Oof. right? Like, That's not the way. So anyway, guys, the point is, yes, you do have to put in the work, but do it in a smart way. So create your own vocabulary notebook, like Aubrey said. Don't just write down a a word by itself. It's about context. So after you write the definition in English, not your first language, guys, in English, write it. You have to make your own sentence using that word. So we are starting to create these attachments in our head to this word, to this meaning, right? Um, So about this next question, should he be only writing down words in like specific categories or what? what? What do you think about that, Aubrey? Well, you definitely need to classify a word if it has a very specific use, right? Um, for example, money market account. You, If you have a word like that that's very specific, even if you write the definition in an example sentence, if it's 
on its own with no context in your vocabulary notebook, notebook, it might be hard to use it even the next day. You need to have uh, it classified so that you have a good idea of what situations you would use it in or what essays you would use it when you're writing. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, we do need some specific vocabulary, right? Um, or else you can't get a seven or higher on IELTS. I mean, that's a fact. It's obvious, right, guys? Um, so that's why, I, gosh, like coming up with all this on your own is really hard without any guidance or rules or examples. Um, that's why in Three Keys IELTS, in the, the bonus section of our course, which everyone in the course has access to, there's an entire lesson about how to create a vocabulary notebook. Because guys, you do need some rules. Like, what topics should you include in there that are most likely on IELTS. How many words should you have on each page, right? Um, You do have to limit yourself, right? You cannot have like 30 words in every section because again, like you're not... You won't be able to use any of them. Yeah. You won't know any of them well enough to be able to actually use them on test day if you do that. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, guys, we have done so much of this groundwork for you in Three Keys IELTS. So don't waste your time, guys. Go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S and you can have access to not just the vocab lesson, but all of the lessons. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay. Um, Okay. So let's continue here. So yes, we do need some specific vocabulary. Um, Now, what... How can we remember this vocabulary the best, right? So let's take these first two examples. Has to do with business, with finance, right? So it would be in that category. Money market account. That has nothing to do with any any other category besides like business and money, right? What is a money market account anyway? I actually just, I had um, an IRA that was rolled over from an old job and I finally, it was sitting for years and years and I finally had to figure out how to do the self-directed investing to figure out, am I going to put this in stocks or in a mutual fund or a money market account? There are all these different options when you're investing money and they all have different benefits and potential risk. And that's the last thing. My brain does not care about or want to think about that. Me neither. My brain does not enjoy thinking about that stuff. But I also don't want to have to pay someone to to tell me how to do it. So both are, but I should, I really just need to hire an expert who knows (laughs) what they're talking about, who can give me good advice on, on how to invest. That's really what I need to so do. So a money market account, guys, it's um, it's a type of bank account almost, but the money that you're saving in there, that you're putting in there, gets invested in the stock market, and it is considered a higher risk investment. Um, that's just according to my own personal research, but that's yeah. how I would define it. So anyway, so we take the specific phrase, right? We write uh, an example sentence. We put it in a category. Um, now, how can we remember it? If you discover this word yourself, and this is another reason why you can't take lists from other people, it's not going to stick in your brain. If you discover this word in yourself, that is another association in your brain, right? The more associations to this phrase, the better you will remember it. So for example, like 
I learned this because I did my own research on it. That's the first association. And then I had a conversation with my mom about it because I always ask her advice about everything. So, nice. <laughs> so now I have two associations with this one phrase, right? So reading it, discovering it in research that I'm doing, and then actually using it in conversation in the real world. So context, guys, as much context as possible. How did you find this word? And then also, if you could create an image. I believe we talked about this in a recent episode. But anyway... What sort of image can one create associated with this phrase, Aubrey? I kind of have a, an image of a guy in a suit, like a stockbroker type yeah. guy giving me advice about how I should invest in a money market account. Totally. <laughs> and it's true if you have that mental image plus the sentence you've written in context and wherever you found it, if you heard it in a podcast, if you read it in a newspaper, write the sentence you saw it in so that you know you're using the right context and then you can use it correctly when you're practicing. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so the last type of associative category, guys, this is this is supplemental, I would say. Like what we've discussed so far, these are the, I would say, like priority ways to remember and be able to use new words forever and ever. Um, but this last category, this is something that we come at from um, our teaching backgrounds, right? From our master's degrees. We talked about this method of learning vocab. Actually, it was about reading called TPR, Total Physical Response. We explained this uh, methodology in episode nine. So go back and listen to that episode. But this is also true for remembering new vocab. I used to use this a lot in my classes, like writing, writing new words on pieces of paper of different colors, different shapes, and then that creates associations. But then again, like hanging them up around your home, right? So every time you walk, you physically walk to and approach this piece of paper, you use this word out loud. So guys, there are so many ways you can be active. You can choose to take control of your time to remember new vocabulary. Um, okay. So now, the yes, like we do need topic specific vocabulary like that. But we can't spend all our time that way. It's not smart because we don't know what topic we're going to get. I mean, we have to do it, but up to a point, we want to limit ourselves to about 10 words per category in your vocabulary notebooks, guys. But then we also, we really need to focus on learning amazing words that can be applicable in a variety of categories so that we're more likely to be able to use these words. So we have two good examples today, guys. Um, this first adjective, sufficient. Aubrey, what does sufficient mean? Yeah, it just means enough, but is so much higher level, right? So if you if you need to say enough of something, instead pull pull out efficient, right? So we could say sufficient money, food, sufficient sleep, sufficient time. That means enough. I have enough time. I have sufficient time. Yes, guys, what a great adjective. So easy to use in speaking part one, part two, and part three. Like this is, this is just one of those like gold star words that like, guys, write this down. <laughs> Both of these adjectives we're going to give you right now. This is an awesome start to your amazing vocabulary notebook. And if you're already a three key student, awesome. Add it to your three keys vocabulary notebook. Um, yeah, so sufficient. And you know what? I sort of connect this in my head to, um, a, a 
negative sentences often. Like we're we're always talking about not having enough, right? Mm. Um, so it's more often negative. Like I do not have sufficient money to even think about a money market account yet or whatever. Or um, I did not get sufficient sleep last night. So therefore I am uh, a little bit wackadoo today and I can't focus. <laughs> Perfect way to use sufficient and wackadoo in one really high scoring part one answer. That is such a fun word. Wackadoo. It is really fun. So much like it just means silly, crazy, um, but such a higher level slang word. It's so great. Guys, write that one down too. Okay. Speaking part one slang. All right. Now another adjective, very high level, could use all over the place, formally and informally. Fruitful. I love this adjective. Um, what does fruitful mean? Well, it means providing fruit, right? Anything that <laughs> has some kind of return. But when you add the, the suffix full, that's what it means. It's giving that, right? Full of fruit. So for example, we would say like fruitful efforts, meaning efforts that are providing some kind of benefit, some kind of return. Fruitful yeah. savings, fruitful results of hard work. Yeah. So fruitful just means like you have a lot of positive outcomes, right? Yes. Like this, like good job. This this led to great things for you. Your efforts were fruitful. They paid off. So it's funny, like a lot of this language, it, it, it seems like the first definitions would be around money, right? But this is that example of where this adjective could be used in so many different ways, right? So for example, guys, your English studies, right? If you are preparing for IELTS in the right way, then the your English studies will bear fruit, will be fruitful because you will get that seven or higher you need on the exam. Um, you could use this to start a part two answer. If, um, yeah, if you, if you feel like you have a lot of good vocabulary for it, you know, you could say, my IELTS preparation has been incredibly fruitful because I have great vocabulary for this answer. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> would, I would be so delighted if I heard a student say that on the Me test, too. guys. <laughs> oh, Do wow. it. <laughs> All right. So we have a couple um, sort of homework resources for you guys because we have mentioned vocabulary notebooks before. So if you want to make your own and get some more guidance on there, um, go to our website, allersenglish.com slash IELTS. I did a blog entry a few years ago. So it's an article you can read called Your Vocabulary Notebook Should Look Like This. It has a great sort of um, demonstration of what it should look like with a word or two. Um, also, old school episode, IELTS Energy 56. That's oh my God. Ago. 56. <laughs> Five smart and sexy ways. Ooh, uh, that's <laughs> enticing um, to use your vocabulary notebook. So fun. And guys, finally, you really only need one resource, and that is Three Keys IELTS, guys. We guarantee that we will increase your IELTS score, guys, or money back we and we pay for your exam. That is how confident we are. So guys, check it out. Go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. Remember, if you're taking the computer delivered test, we are the only ones with a fully computer delivered course just for that exam. Okay. Yes. So, and guys, there's so many um, benefits to the Facebook group. Not long ago, somebody, one of the students asked like, can you give me some ideas of what your vocabulary notebooks look like? And several students posted photos of pages out of their vocabulary notebook 
notebooks. And it was so great to see that visual, see what was working for other students, their categories and color coding. And so easy to get this quick visual idea of what a vocabulary notebook should look like, how That's it helps. So awesome. And yes, right. So get into three keys IELTS, you guys, allearsenglish.com slash keys. And you can immediately get into that Facebook group as well, because it's such a supportive community. How motivating, though, to like yes. see how other people are studying in such high level and efficient ways. You know what I mean? Like, and also, if you're a competitive person, like Aubrey is very competitive. I think you me? might be more competitive than me. Actually, I'm not sure about that. But anyway, we're we're both pretty. Let's compete about how competitive we are. Um, but guys, like if you're like sort of competitive like us, I think that is also an advantage of being included in this like high achieving community, like in our Facebook group. So anyway, so many awesome motivating. reasons. It is a fruitful community to be a part of. Yes. Um slash ke. EYS. All right. Awesome. Thank you to our student for asking today's question. And Aubrey, thank you for uh, sharing your wisdom today. Yep. See you later. (laughs) Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.